Happy Friday and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Burgers and a Brats. Got a great episode here with national champion Brandon James from the Oklahoma State cheer team and going to talk some sports headlines and some retirements in the NFL. Uh, but first, make sure you follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, anywhere else you get your podcasts at Burgers and Brats. And stay up to date with the latest news on Twitter and Instagram at Burgers and Brats. And hopefully you're watching on YouTube at Burgers and Brats, as I welcome in recently crowned national champion from the Oklahoma State cheer team, Brandon James. Brandon, thanks for joining. Hi, thanks for having me. You know, it's uh, great to finally be on a podcast I've been listening to, so. Glad, glad, glad we got some listeners on the podcast. Um, I appreciate uh, you listening. Um, so this is the seventh national championship uh, in the large co-ed D1A division for Oklahoma State, and it's the first uh, since a three-peat in 2013 to 2015. Uh, so how excited were you to finally be able to bring national championships back to Oklahoma State here? Um, I think <clears throat> I was very excited. Uh, coming into it, I don't think I really had that dream of it yet, just being a cheerleader here. Uh, I think being able to bring it back and kind of prove that we aren't just like the people that stand on the sidelines and just cheer for other sports, I think is amazing for us. And I think it's great for the university as well. So, yeah. So take me through, uh, we'll start with, take me through that weekend. Uh, what were your expectations going into the weekend? Did you, did you know this team had a very good shot at winning the national championship? Um, I think there was kind of an inkling our uh, energy had kind of just changed throughout we had gone full out 22 times and that's when we do our routine we just put everything together uh at practice we had done it multiple times uh going through into it we just wanted to hit a routine we didn't care about winning we didn't care about anything else um our coach had kind of sat down and told us that um she wanted a routine that she could just go back and look at and watch and just be like wow like I did that and so she told us that OSU hasn't had a routine since 2008 2010 and so we were like okay guys we were like just let's just go out and hit a routine like we're gonna we're gonna be fine what is hitting a routine uh how do you hit a routine and cheer okay so um okay so me I know there's probably a lot to that there's probably a lot to it um so me go on yeah, well, me and you both did gymnastics. So um, it's like doing a floor routine and doing everything perfect for the most part. So no stepping out of bounds, no touching your hand on the ground, staking every pass. Yeah, essentially. And uh, keeping every stun in the air, making sure our baskets are on time and stuff, you know. Uh, basically, that's it. That's just what hitting routine is, right. just trying to make it as perfect as you possibly can. And so um, day one we went into it I think kind of this was our first time competing in two years we hadn't done anything in those years my last time competing was two years ago when I was a freshman so um it was a completely new environment or at least it's what felt like a new environment we got to compete outside both days and for the people who have never gone to Daytona we uh that's awesome I know know as a gymnast, I would have loved to compete outside. That would have been amazing. I bet it's awesome for cheer. A completely different experience. Um, normally on day one, we compete inside this place called the Ocean Center, and it's 
right across the street from the band shell and it is such a hard mat it is i mean it's a hard mat we're college cheerleaders but it literally feels like you're tumbling on concrete so the one thing we told everyone who had never competed before we go the band shell is kind of bouncy i wouldn't even say it's bouncy here it just has a lot of give and you know we kind of just went into it i think never really competed and we had a couple of freshmen on our team too and it was their first time competing in daytona ever so we were just like, you know, just trying to keep the nerves down for them and just make sure everyone was just in good spirit, good energy. Uh, we did have a couple mistakes day one, but we were okay with it. We were like, we know what we can do. We know we can go back and fix. And so we went and had um, our practice for the day afterwards and we made some changes. We went into day two and second and we're like, okay, guys, let's just go out and hit a routine. We're going to be fine no matter what. And so day two, energy was crazy, immaculate, as you, one could say. Uh, very much, we're just excited to be there. Uh, we had a practice that morning at 9 a.m. And I'm not going to say I was the only one trying to give off energy, but it was just very, like, dead, very tired. And I was sitting here going, guys, we have to compete in, like, less than four hours. What is going on? And at, like, a moment, I took a breath, and it was dead silent. And I go, guys we need to be like more energized like come on let's go let's go and our coach goes well actually this is like a normal 9 a.m practice we just haven't had one in a long time and so i was like okay okay it'll be fine um the practice before our warm-up where we just warm up our stunts was just so amazing everyone was cheering everyone was ecstatic to be there the energy was amazing we went into warm-up we warmed up our tumbling first and we just really wanted to just go out there and have fun and like we literally treated it like that we treated it as if like we were five-year-olds just going into a gymnastics gym for the first time like we literally just went in warmed up our tumbling it was amazing we warmed up our stunts we were hitting in the warm-up room and then we did just uh walk through of our routine to see if there's anything we wanted to do and we were all just so confident no one really did anything we kind of just did it as a walkthrough one last time to you know just be able to practice our performing before we actually went and after we did that we walked to the band shell we waited and our coach just just looked at us and just she gave us that speech of you know I want a routine I can go back and look at and we walked up and we're sitting behind the giant thing and this is actually kind of a funny story we're like waiting and you know, normally my nerves get really, really bad. And so like, I'm normally like having a panic attack at this moment. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, like we're about to compete. And I didn't have that. But I look over and one of my teammates is crying. And I'm like, why are you crying? Like we haven't even competed yet. What's going on? And she just looks at us and goes, this has been a dream of mine since I became an OSU cheerleader. And to know that I get to live that out is just amazing. And we're like, okay, now you're about to make us all cry. So <laughs> I need you to calm down. Like, brush your tears off and um our all-girl team was there and normally they don't get to be there and so they moved uh their grass practice time up so they could come and watch us and I thought that was really nice it really just shows what it's like to be a team and not just like one team like a whole entire program and our whole entire tree program loves each other so much and so we finally went out we did our OSU and I could I'm not sure if I'm pretty sure anyone else on the team that competed that day can tell you that like just walking out seeing all of our parents our other teammates there and other people who were just watching from the restaurants and stuff just it just felt like a p sense of peace before our music started and once it started and 
I saw that we landed our first tumbling, we all did standing pulls. I just automatically knew that this was just going to be a good day. I go, this is going to be a good day. Like the routine starting off amazing. We got through our stunt section and I couldn't see our coach, but there's a video of her bouncing up and down and our coach does not jump up and down very much, like at all. It'll be very much, I'm going to sit there. I'm going to sit there. They're going to hit their routine. I'm going to get excited for like three seconds and then already back to coaching. She is very much likes to give us credit when credit is due, but doesn't like to overplay it, you know, try to keep us, you know, humble. And so we get to a certain part before our running tumbling session and it's our last stunt skill. It is the last thing that anyone has to do by themselves and they hit it. And so I go, okay, we have one more thing. It's the pyramid. If we can get through pyramid, it will be set. We got through our pyramid and the excitement you could just tell from everyone it was just radiating and it was amazing and we did our dance and we threw our basket and afterwards i uh caught my flyer meredith and we set her out and we all just hugged each other we didn't care if we had won we didn't care what place we got we were just so excited to hit a routine and that's something that i could replay a thousand times in my head and literally i've watched the video probably way too many times just because the joy it brings me so. Yeah, the, the way you're telling the story, it's like you knew you were going to win. Like as soon as you walked out there, like it's it's coming over me. I'm about to, we're about to win this thing. Uh, so it's, it's just one routine per day, right? Um, for cheer, kind of like gymnastics, just one routine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just one routine per day, and that is it. And then, so it's a two-day event, right? Three-day, two-day? All right. How do they decide? So... In gymnastics, like the highest score moves on or something like that. Is that how they do it in cheer? So first day, the top 20 teams move on to the finals? Um, so in college for cheerleading, not necessarily. Uh, it is very much we go off of a scoring system. So I think this year it was 25-75 or something like that. But, to necessar- but essentially everyone moves on to day two. Okay. Yeah, it just changes the order of the uh, – the order of performance so day one we went last and then because we were in second going into day two we went second to last on day two yeah that's kind of, kind of nice though how um best team goes last give you some extra pre- preparations and and no one likes those 9 a.m workouts those i mean us as gymnasts we had meet at what 8 a.m sometimes sometimes earlier so i mean we know what that's like it's it's hard to get energy for sure <laughs> competing that early or even practicing um, so every, every team, like during the season or just before the season, you, you get to like this event or just this connection and you just feel like y- you can win a national championship. This team can go far. This team can do things. When did you get that feeling? What day, ha- what happened? What event occurred? Um, when you thought this team could go the distance? Um, I would honestly say we, uh, do these events where we uh, are able to earn these letters and, uh honestly disregarding all of that even though i do love that um i think i could tell from our first day of practice our coach gave us a set of rules that we had to follow she said "Alrighty, you guys are probably going to hate me for this but i don't want you guys to go out and at first we all kind of looked at her and i was sitting here going i turned 21 this semester like what do you mean you don't want us to go out and this is like back in august so she she literally said, all right, we're just not going to go out. And if you do go out, just tell me. I'm not going to be upset. But 
I will ask that you don't come to practice for two weeks. She has been very COVID safe, very COVID precautious. And so we all kind of like made that rule. We were like, all right, well, I guess none of us are going out. And so we never went out all semester, all year. And so I think that was tough as a college kid, man. That's tough. Literally, and you know, uh, a couple of us may have broken those rules a couple of times. I know I definitely did on my 21st birthday. Um, and I don't know why I didn't think of it at all, but I did that to myself and I missed when we had our weekend for camp and I felt so bad. I'm like sitting at home and then I look at our uh, cheer story on Instagram and I go, oh, we're having camp this week and I'm missing it. Great, awesome, because I have to be at home because I decided to go out. But uh, uh, we made that rule and it was just an unspoken rule, an unsaid rule and we all followed it and you know, we didn't have to deal with having to replace people because of COVID and, you know, all of that mess. So I think from that moment on and was when I knew that we, something special was going to happen, especially just with the team that we had, so. And so not going out though, this next question, how do you balance cheerleading in school? I'm sure school was a little more easier to balance that you uh, couldn't go out every day. Um, yeah. So, or are you just watching Netflix and caught up on the series or whatever? <laughs> um, yeah, so balancing that uh, life is, okay, so I did not think it was going to be that hard being a cheerleader in college. I'm not going to lie to you. I literally thought, oh, it's going to be like high school. Like, I'm just going to cheer at a game. I'm going to get to go home, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. No, it is almost like having a job. I did not imagine that in my uh life ever well I also didn't imagine I'd be a collegiate cheerleader also so um you know balancing school and cheer and work sometimes because a lot of us do have part-time jobs it can be hard but it's really just about finding that balance um I know with my job my co uh co and my boss are very nice and they are very helpful in terms of like if something comes up cheer related they're like, okay, well, we'll find someone to cover this shift. And I am uh, taking 14 hours this semester. So trying to do that with cheer and work is hard, especially when it's exam week. But other than that, we literally, in most of our classes being online this semester, it's been pretty manageable. So. Yeah, that is true. That is very true. Um, so what is the everyday routine of a cheerleader at Oklahoma State? Okay, so being an Oklahoma State cheerleader, we have practice three times a week on top of workouts normally that are twice a week, normally in the morning. And then, so a typical day would normally be getting up, eating, probably going to class from... I don't know, nine until probably about three. And then we have practice from six to eight between those two hours. And so in between that like little four to six like time slot, you're either trying to do homework. Some of my teammates, if they don't have homework, let's do that night or do the next day. They'll take a nap. Some will go get something to eat. Mine, it really just depends on the day. and then we get done with practice and then we come home eat dinner maybe might do more homework so normal life busy in the day. day busy day um how you've kind of talked about this but how does oklahoma state not just the cheerleading 
about the school and all that combined. Um, how's that been a good fit for you? Um, I would say I kind of got lucky. I didn't really tour Oklahoma State or really any school. I um, had planned to go to school to run track. And so, you know. You're a fast man, bro. You're a fast man. I was. I'm not anymore. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I was just planning to do that. And I don't know where I thought it'd be a good idea, but I go, I'm going to apply to OSU because this cheerleading thing is kind of fun. I might, you know, decide to want to do it. Why in my mind did I think I could just decide on a whim that I'm going <laughs> to try out for a collegiate cheer team? I have no idea. Um, but I applied there. I applied to OU and then I also applied to the University of Arkansas. And I never finished my application at the University of Arkansas, got waitlisted at OU, and then got into OSU. And so, so pretty easy to pick. At yeah. That point. <laughs> and so I decided two weeks before that I'm going to try out to be an OSU cheerleader and got here the experience has been amazing it feels so much like home it has that college feel but also that small town feel um you know a lot of us got like one bar like a bowling alley two restaurants (laughs) maybe a gas maybe one gas station uh okay and Norman (laughs) is supposedly supposed to be better okay we have a downtown (laughs) we have a downtown too okay (laughs) But yeah, we have a lot of nice little restaurants that are owned by some uh, people in Stillwater. And, you know, our nightlife is very amazing. Um, uh, He's got jokes, everyone. I I do sometimes. Uh, You know, just it felt more like home. So I just really enjoyed it. I have enjoyed meeting the people that I've met especially some of my friends on campus because I literally meet them and I go, if we were in high school, we would have never probably said two words to each other. And now some of them are my best friends, so. That's, think- yeah, that's the thing about college. These people you wouldn't be friends with in high school, really good friends with in college. It's weird. Right. <laughs> um, a few more questions before I let you go. Um, so what are your future goals? Uh, maybe not just for cheerleading, but um, well, for cheerleading and life, uh, where do you see this going, um, if anywhere, uh, continuing with cheerleading? So cheerleading-wise, I will say um, we are now, now that we've won a national championship, we won another one. I will say that. I feel anybody after a big win like that, you know, kind of wants to have that success of getting another national championship. So we're gonna just you know keep working towards that you know we are uh, we got back not even two days afterwards and you know our a bunch of our teammates are like hey we're gonna go stunt you know to get ready for next year and so they really just kind of hopped on it and just started you know and i applaud them for it i was like guys can we not get like a little break like we just spent the past two weeks of our lives cheerleading can we not like you know <laughs> You haven't, been, you haven't been going out. You have just been going straight school, work, and um, competing, and no no free time. Like, you want a few weeks off. Yeah, I would like it, but I also understand. So, like, they've kind of, like, in a way, just slowly just dragged me into it. And I'm like, okay, guys, fine. I'll go standing with you. So, um, they've been doing that just to get ready for next year. I know that we have uh, 
our tryouts are virtual this year. So our coach has been getting and receiving videos. So she's been doing well with that. We've just been trying to make sure we're either getting better and not getting worse because we all came back and one of my teammates looks at me and goes, we do not look like we've won a national championship. I was like, hey, we had two days off. Yeah, you're in Daytona eating all that food. Did you go to Sloppy Joe's in Daytona? I did go to Sloppy Joe's in Daytona. Good, good. (laughs) I made it a point this year, my freshman year, everyone was making such a big deal about it. And I was like, I don't understand. And then I finally went this year and it was really, really good. American thing, man. Only Americans get it. Only Americans get it. (laughs) Um, So uh, last question before I let you go. So you talked about you want another ring. Um, How confident are you? You guys can win this all next year again. Okay, well, you're asking the most fickle person ever this question. (laughs) I don't really, I, uh, ooh, um, I'm, honestly, I will say that if we continue to work as hard as we did this year and continue to have that same mindset of just, being able to go out and have fun, but be able to get our work done when we need to. I think that our chances, I think that we could have a chance of going back to back. But cheerleading is just like any sport and anything can happen. And that is a whole year away. So we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, just a few mess ups and um, it can totally derail your performance like in gymnastics and stuff like that. Uh, Well, Brandon, uh, thank you so much for coming on um, and joining me. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah. You you want to give out your socials for everyone listening so they know where to find you? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> Do you know your socials? <laughs> I don't know my socials. That's how much I don't pay attention in this world. So my Instagram is Brandon A. James, all lowercase. I'm not giving my Snapchat out. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll when I post this on Instagram, I'll I'll make sure to tag you and everything for sure. Um, but just thank you so much for joining and good luck to the future. Even though you're Oklahoma State, I'll be rooting for you uh, next year as well in the national championship. Uh, thanks, little brother. <laughs> that was Brandon James of the Oklahoma State cheer team congratulations on that national championship even if you do go to oklahoma state um let's move into our next segment on this day in history uh, so 1184 bc going all the way back in time for this one the greeks enter troy um using the trojan horse yeah the trojan horse was on this day i don't know how they fell for that um, doesn't make any sense because i think uh you would have noticed how heavy that was and uh, seeing a bunch of guys inside that thing so I don't think it was sealed tight. Um, 1792, the guillotine is first used in France. It was used up until the 1900s. Um, I know they have a recording of that. You can still go watch that uh, somewhere. And then 1950, Chuck Cooper becomes the first African-American to be drafted into the NBA uh, by the Boston Celtics. So 1950 uh, was the first African-American drafted into the NBA. Uh, happy birthdays, uh, William Shakespeare. Uh, Shirley Temple, uh, well, Shirley Temple does sound good right now, and John Cena, the goat of all goats. Um, happy birthday. Um, can't see you, but happy birthday to you, John Cena. Make sure you follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, anywhere else you get your podcasts, at Burgers and Brats. Stay up to date with the latest news on Twitter and Instagram, at Burgers Brats, and hopefully you're watching on YouTube right now, at Burgers and Brats. So let's move into some sports headlines, some major retirements going on in the NFL world. 
uh, lots of great players retiring, calling it quits. Uh, Jordan Reed uh, retires tight end, uh, played multiple teams. He had a brain scan, his brain scan uh, that he got this past week, uh, recommended he retire. That 2015 season was just remarkable. Uh, 87 catches, 952 yards, 11 touchdowns. That dude was unstoppable in fantasy football. I, I, we all remember that season with Jordan Reed at the Redskins, or the Washington football team, as we now call them. Um, TJ Ward, who was on the no-fly zone Denver Broncos team, uh, great, great player. Um, three of his eight seasons with the Broncos, most recently with the Washington football team as well. Or actually with the Tampa Bay Bucks, excuse me. Um, 607 tackles, eight interceptions in 107 career games. So just a remarkable career by TJ Ward. Uh, sad to see him go. Um, and then Alex Smith uh, retired from the NFL. Uh, 15 years, 62% completion percentage, uh, 35,650 yards. 199 touchdowns, one shy of 200 touchdowns. If he was on the Washington football team, he probably would have broken that uh, that barrier. And then three-time Pro Bowler and the 2020 Comeback Player of the Year. Him coming back was just remarkable um, for the sports world, and just it's such an inspiration to see that um, how he came back after that devastating uh, leg injury that almost cost him his life. Uh, some other news, uh, Jake Paul beat Ben Askren in like 10 seconds uh, when their fight uh, this past Saturday. I, I didn't pay for the fight, and I still want my money back. That's how bad that was. What, four hours of just music? Um, I, I'm not going to hate it. I'm not hating on the artists, good artists and stuff, but four hours of music in a 10-second fight. You got a giant robot walking behind Jake Paul, um, and then this MMA guy, Ben Askren, or Askren, who can take punches for like 30 seconds uh, by these top MMA guys, gets knocked out by a Disney star and Jake Paul. Are you kidding me? Um, I heard, though, that Ben made more money off this fight than he like ever did in his MMA career. So I guess I'd go home too smiling and just take the punch, uh, get knocked out uh, for all that cash. Uh, Jalen Suggs heads to the NBA draft. Uh, so projected top three pick. I might take him number one. The dude can ball. Uh, he led them to an almost undefeated season, got them to the national championship. Uh, Jalen Suggs is going to be a special talent in the NBA. Um, and then <clears throat> some MLB, the A's win 11 in a row. Uh, the Oakland A's, they are on fire. They're doing pretty good. Uh, I know they had that uh, great year last year, seeing if they can reciprocate that. And then uh, some other news, Houston and New York, they're at the bottom of their divisions. The Astros and the Yankees are at the bottom of their divisions. Uh, Padres, or the Los Angeles Dodgers have the best record in baseball. Not really surprised there. And that team is loaded uh, this year. Some other division leaders, uh, the Boston Red Sox are sitting atop the AL East. The Royals are atop the AL Central. Yeah, they had that awful year last year, but they're doing pretty good right now. It's early in the season. Um, the A's top their division right now, and then uh, the Mets are actually ahead in the NL East. Uh, almost them and the Phillies are tied for that. Uh, so those two teams you probably expected. Um, Braves are at four in that division. Probably expected them to be a little higher, especially after their, their year last year. Uh, Brewers are first in the NL Central. Uh, Cubs are third. Cardinals fourth. Reds second. So see what goes on there. That might be one of the better divisions in baseball. 
<clears throat> not right now though. They they're actually not right now. They're not they don't have good records. Uh, this will be the best division of football or baseball, whatever sport I'm talking about. The NL West, the Dodgers, followed by the Giants at second, and the Padres are in third in that division. So uh, MLB, it's very interesting this year. A lot of those top teams you're expected to be up there are not um, at the top of their division. Uh, but it is early. We've still got like a million games to go. It feels like it will feel like. So stay tuned for that. <clears throat> Some top games to pick uh, Friday uh, today. Milwaukee, 11 and 7 at the Chicago Cubs, who are 8 and 9. I'll go Milwaukee in this one. I'll pick the Brewers. And then Padres, who are 10 and 10 at the Dodgers, 14 and 4. I will go the Dodgers. Not a shock on that one. Padres, though, they've shown they can beat the Dodgers. I'm giving them one of their losses. And Saturday, the Yankees head face Cleveland. Uh, those would be Garrett Cole versus uh, Bieber. I'll go Yankees because of Garrett Cole. If it was any other pitcher pitching, I'd probably go Cleveland. But Cole, he's been dominant this year. Just offense just hasn't been there for the Yankees. Um, they got to get some. Um, they got to get some Bronx Bombers going uh, to get this win. But because of Garrett Cole's pitching, I think they can get it done. Uh, Miami eight and nine at the San Francisco Giants, who are eleven and seven. I'll go the Giants, second in their division, playing some pretty good baseball this year. And then the Padres again at the Dodgers. This is a Blake Snell versus Trevor Bauer uh, pitching duel. I'll go the I'll go the Padres in this one. I really like Blake Snell. Uh, they Dodger or Padres can beat the Dodgers, so I'm going with the Padres on this one. And then finally the Washington Nats at the New York Mets. Uh, this is Ross versus Stroman. Going Stroman. Uh, go Mets on this one. Uh, so that's the MLB breakdown. Let's go into the NBA. Uh, Trey Young uh, came up with the left sprained ankle. Going to get MRI on that. Results should be coming soon. Uh, Russ, Russell Westbrook uh, leads the league in clutch field goal percentage and assists. No shock there. Um, then AD makes his return uh, in LA. Some standings to get into. The 76ers are the one seed, followed by the Nets, Bucks, Knicks at the four seed. They would be hosting a first-round playoff series right now if the season ended. Uh, the Hawks at five, Celtics six, followed by the Heat and the Hornets taking the final eight spot. Uh, in the West, the Jazz, followed by the Suns, Clippers, Nuggets at four. Even without Jamal Murray, they are uh, on a pretty good win streak right now. Uh, Lakers holding in at five, followed by the Blazers, Mavs, and the Grizz hold the final uh, eight seed spot. Uh, some top games to get into, Boston at the net, 6.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN tonight. Uh, Boston's 8-2 and two in their last 10. The Nets are 5-5 five and five in their last 10. Nets are 23-7 and seven at home, though. Uh, I'll go Boston. I'll go Boston on this one. Why not? Uh, they're top 10 in defense. Brooklyn's not even top 50 in defense. Um, net, Nets just haven't been getting it rolling lately. I'll, I'll go Boston on this one, but, I mean, this one's a toss-up. I'll, I'll go the Celtics. Uh, Friday night, after following at 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, Denver at Golden State. Last time these teams played uh, a week or two ago, Steph Curry dropped 53 points. Oh, he's been, he's been hot, but he, he cooled down last week, or last game against the Wizards. So uh, let, we'll see if uh, Curry can stay a little cold on this one. Uh, Denver's 4-0. Uh, since losing Jamal Murray against the Warriors. 
eight and two in their last ten. Golden State, it's their first in assists, so they've got to spread the ball. It can't just be letting Curry making these shots. It's got to be these other players making shots as well. Uh, Nuggets, 49% from the field. 49% from the field. That's pretty good uh, ball movement, uh, shooting, uh, bucket making. So I'll, I'll go Denver rematch. Uh, I, I don't think Curry can't. I think Curry's starting to maybe, maybe cool down a little bit. Maybe. I know he did just have that 11 straight 30-point game, but he can't stay hot forever, right? Um, and then Saturday, the 76ers head to Milwaukee, 2.30 on ESPN. Um, it's been a quiet buck season. They're third in the East. Um, Giannis, Giannis just returned uh, this week um, from injury. Uh, 76, or 76ers are second in steals. So if they can get enough steals and points off those turnovers um, and slowing down uh, Giannis out of the paint, um, both um, not great in their last 10. Um, they have winning records, but barely in their last 10. Uh, I'll go I'll go Milwaukee on this one. Uh, 76ers, I think, uh, maybe get two L's in a row. Um, San Antonio at New Orleans, 7 o'clock tip off. A battle versus the number 10 and 11 seed. So these two teams got to switch if one of them wants to try and jump into the playoffs. Um, New Orleans, though, has lost four in a row. Zion's been playing great basketball. Yeah, there will be no defense in this game. Trust me that. And then uh, I, th I do think Zion gets that monster game and a much-needed win. Uh, that it, The losing streak's got to stop sometime, right? So I'll go New Orleans uh, getting the dub this, this uh, game. And then finally, Sunday, uh, Phoenix at the Nets, 2.30 uh, p.m. Eastern tip on ESPN or 2.30 Central Time tip on ESPN. I'm still impressed by the Suns. Uh, first in assists, second in field goal percentage, and sixth in points. Um, they, they went against the – I went against the Nets last time. Uh, this Phoenix team is better than that Boston team. But I'll go Nets team. They seem to step up when they need to against these bigger opponents. We'll see if they're healthy by the time this game comes around. And then finally, Memphis at the Portland Trailblazers, three o'clock tip. Dame is, Dame is averaging 28 and seven. Portland, though, has lost seven of their last 10. Seven of the last 10. Uh, teams are pretty even, uh, but I'm John Moran is balling. John Moran, man. That dude is balling lights out. I, I got more faith in him right now than I do for Portland um, and that whole team. And it, Enos Cannon's been balling too, he's been getting the rebounds. But I'll go Memphis uh, getting the dub this time. Uh, so that's sports headlines from around the world. Uh, let's go into the final segment. Who, you who would I share a burger and brought with? Well, maybe not a burger and brought. Because um, do you find yourself stressed a lot? I know I do. Uh, any college kid here does. Uh, those working nine to fives probably feel a little stressed. Uh, well, scientists suggest eating and drinking these items to protect your heart. So increased consumption of flavanols, flavanols. Um, they're found in fruits and veggies, and they could be the key to help protect from mental stress, induce cardiovascular um, events such as stroke, heart, heart disease, and thrombosis. Yes, thrombosis. So eating flavanols will protect against all those things. Um, so some, some of these items include apples, black grapes, blackberries, cherries, pears, drinking green tea, and having unprocessed cocoa. 
So eat those if you want to prevent from having strokes, heart disease, and thrombosis, and being less stressed. It does help. Um, so that is the podcast for you. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you again to Brandon James, national champion of the Oklahoma State cheer team for coming on. Make sure you check out the latest podcast anywhere you can get your podcast at Burgers and Brats on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, anywhere else. Twitter and Instagram at Burgers and Brats. And hopefully you just watched on YouTube at Burgers and Brats. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy your weekend.